They may sound nuts. So do the Wright brothers. Now, here's Flieger and Briggs. Welcome to It's Just Sports here on 12 Ounce Sports. Check out 12 Ounce Sports for all the live podcasts and sporting events. You can also find us on Zingo TV, channel 761. Just download it. It's free. And uh, put in the promo code 12OZSports on Zingo TV, channel 761. Kind of a weird week in week three, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the whole year's all messed up. I know that before we get into this, all the sports and everything you come here for, all this brilliance we're about to give you for the next 60 minutes, we have a notable absence yeah. today. So on a winning streak of, what, four or five straight weeks, we had a producer, and now we're going to have to revisit that attendance policy again. Yeah, as uh, yeah, looking at the empty seat with that uh, supposedly houses Alejandro Finkelstein, our producer, and you know it's kind of funny. It was when, um, boy, when? Yeah, the Finkelstein. Are you gonna get your act together? It's hard that, to find good that's, help. That's our question. There's no doubt about that. But it's kind of funny that a couple shows ago, I remember uh, Mrs. Finkelstein was concerned about his imbibing. Yes, you know, yes. and coming home not so steady on his feet, and for good reason from, because he's from an the alcoholic. Studio. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it just so happened the reason that Alejandra is not here tonight is apparently Mrs. Finkelstein's a little dizzy, not too steady on her feet. Ah, so you Sounds think it's to me a like a little for... fighting fire with fire here? <laughs> I don't know about you. It's just kind of putting two to two together. I know. I do have to say, as much as I enjoy his company and his weird beard and everything, the the general oeuvre that is Finkelstein. Today was a nice little respite, as generally I'm the first of the studio, and then about half hour, 45 minutes before showtime, two drunken jagaloons coming back from the bar, kick the door into the studio, roll down the stairs, start slugging I, beers. I and it to. was kind of nice. You just showed up at a normal time, but sober I have, as a judge. But I, but I have to correct you here. Normally, we're here before anybody. Well, sometimes that <laughs> We just got to make ourselves too. at home. Yeah. And then I have to, you know, clean up in your wake and repair the door and all right. the, the shenanigans and drunken nonsense that goes on with you two buffoons. So it was kind of nice. You just sort of rolled in. You were prepared for the show. You were sober. You 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 were polite. You were affable. It yeah. was like it was like the old days. I kind of enjoyed it. You're even less cranky today. Yeah, I'm I'm not real cranky today. I, boy, I tell you what, I was yesterday. Man, what I made mean, you cranky yesterday? Uh, it's just you know, just just Is it cranky. The change? Uh, no, oh. no, God, that was years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I I was yeah. They're just uh, you know. I don't know, just something making me cranky. Let's just put it that way. And But anyway, I mean, it's a good thing that when we roll in normally that you have that ferocious dog that keeps us in line. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, because, I mean, any wow. Any good studio needs a guard dog. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, that one... That is vicious. Freaking useless is what that is. So It's a great dog. Yeah, yeah, just freaking wonderful. All right, well, before we get into the NFL, which will dominate the entire show, Rick, I know you are waiting with bated breath. Is that what it is? Is it baited? Baited? Yeah. How do you say that? I don't know. I just thought it was like, I don't know, like fish bait. That's how baited. I'm saying yeah, it, yeah. but I wasn't sure if that was right. But that's what you're waiting for, for the NBA Finals to start tonight, the Miami Heat versus the L.A. Lakers. I'm going to step back. I know you're an expert in these matters and let you break it down. There's there's nothing to break down because I have not watched probably five minutes of, of the playoffs. Oh, um, <laughs> well, so much for that. Then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, I do have a little fact, though. Oh, a fact. That... Is this after, like after one of your the, facts or an a, actual No, no, fact? this is an actual fact. Okay. After the Twins lost today. Unbelievable, right? It has added to the four Minnesota professional teams, you know, the Vikings, the Twins, Timberwolves, and Wild. They now have 25 consecutive playoff losses. <laughs> What, 18 straight for the Twins? I don't even know how that's even possible in what baseball. Was it? Like of 87? All I think 91. The, okay, they 91. They won in 87 and 91. Oh, yeah, that was a Kirby Puckett year. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and they have been 
just horrifying since. Snake bit. Just, yeah. just awful. And so, they've had some decent teams. Oh, absolutely. The Twins have been good for yeah. years now, and they but they get in, and they, they can't get it it's done. It's kind of like a buy for whoever Basically, playing them. yeah. And normally, it's the Yankees. I thought this year it's going to be different, right? They, they get Houston. Houston's down. Right. Nah, it's same old, same old business. Right. So here's the thing. It, it's a shame. I, I've i tuned in and out of the NBA, especially when they first came back and we were still starving for live sports. I, I was in on it as football's gotten going and other things. I haven't religiously watched it. But even, you know, I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but generally in the past, I, I get into the playoffs and – Normally, I will kind of pay attention to the NBA Finals, and I would be excited. It starts late. It's Tuesday. There's nothing else on. I'd be excited about it. I, I can't work up a lather for this. It's what, what turned it for me is there is nothing that can happen in this series that doesn't end with LeBron James and the Lakers winning this championship. I think Miami can beat them. I also know that the association – they ain't going to let it happen. You know, we saw it in the last series. LeBron felt he wasn't getting fouled enough, called the league. All of a sudden, bam, he shoots 20 free throws the next game. I mean, you you, you talk about the fix being in. No, and- I agree. I think it, it, it's, it's horrible. And the to me, I, and I know a lot of people will disagree, obviously, that are the NBA fans. I think the product's terrible yeah I, I don't like the style of bat, but interesting that's what could be should be interesting about this series you know the, the Lakers are what they are you got LeBron James the best player in a generation the best player in the league since Michael Jordan you know I'm not, we won't get into that time old debate you got Anthony Davis who's an intriguing player they can go inside but Miami's actually a really cool team. They're they're yeah. like an interesting team. You know, Jimmy Butler, I've always been a fan of his everywhere he's been, and he's done a good job against LeBron James. He's you know, seventeen and seventeen against him in head to head matchups. There's not a lot of guys out there. I can't imagine that they can say that. You got Abadayu, I hope I'm saying that right, who could slow down Anthony Davis, right? He can't go out right. and guard him at the three-point line, and Davis can step out and score. But he could rebound with him and keep things cleaned up around the rim. You, Tyler Hero, what what a kind of a neat story, right? He's just a weird-looking white kid and just goes nuts. You know, He's coming out of Kentucky. He was the 13th pick, so it's not like he came out of nowhere. But how much did you know about Tyler Hero right. before the Celtics series? Iguodala, who, you know, going back to his days in Golden State, was doing a good job in slowing down. You never shut down LeBron James, slowing him down. You got that weird, gangly Duncan Robinson who started out in D3, transfers to Michigan, goes undrafted, ends up on the heat, and is shooting 45% from three in these playoffs. I mean, they're a really cool team, and it's yeah, a good it- matchup. But after what I saw in the conference finals and that nonsense with LeBron James, I can't get interested, and I should be interested in this. And and you mentioned, the, you know, everything that the Heat has. I mean, you could almost – it's almost like the Isle of Misfit Toys. Right. They, they kind of look that way. And who's pulling them all together in Miami? I don't know. Huh? Well, who, who's coaching? Oh, well, yeah. Been to the finals. Yeah, Spolster has been there done that What's with that? LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With LeBron. So. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it's um, – I'm with you. It's probably – I was kind of not disappointed, but I was kind of surprised that Boston went out the way they did. Yeah. But, interestingly, it probably makes for a much more interesting final. I think it's a good matchup. I mean, the Lakers are and should be heavily favored. I would in no way be surprised, though, if the Heat found a way to win this thing. The way they just keep rolling, the way they're built. And and they're kind of old school. They still play, you know, drive, kick, and shoot like everybody else does, which is what I generally don't like about the NBA. But they're old school, and there aren't three stars on this team. There's one. You know, right. There's Jimmy Butler. And then a great collection of people who fill every role and kind of play 
that role. It's not positionless basketball. And each night, somebody different steps up. You know, Tyler Hero in the middle of that series. Iguodala, you know, slowing down. Uh, Tatum. You know, everybody stepped up. Abadiah was shutting, cleaning the rim. Right. They're a really interesting team. But just those shenanigans, that skullduggery that happened in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. It, it's, sad. it's sad that a phone call. Can do that. Can, yeah, can do that. I mean, it, it's ludicrous. It, you it know, really and I've is. always been all right with LeBron's going to get more calls. Michael Jordan got every call. I'm all right with that. It, it Let's happens do it in, in every secret. sport. Let's do it in secret, though, well, right? You know, and just be a little. A little biased. Right. I mean, we all know if you tap Peyton Manning, the laundry was coming yeah, out. Yeah, you still can't look at Tom Brady right. cross exactly. I'm fine with that. And, and you know that. But when it comes to a point where he didn't score enough points or just whatever, I didn't shoot enough foul shots, we just make a phone call and it happens. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's the problem, especially with a guy like LeBron James. He's great in every facet of the game. He really is. You remember he took all that criticism not all that long ago that he would even defer on the final shot. He'd draw that double, and he's good at finding the open man. He's a great ball handler. He can defend. LeBron James is great, and he can do everything. But what really separated him from whoever the second best guy was at every point in his career during this LeBron James era is he is such a freak of nature at any time he could dip his shoulder and go to the rim and there wasn't a darn thing you could do to stop him and so when they get in a tough series if they get in a tough game this is what he does and so then he's doing that and he's not getting to the line enough and then all it takes is one phone call one whining phone call and now that's all this series is going to be in any close game we get any intriguing game we get He's going to put his shoulder down. He's going to go to the rim. And the difference between winning and losing before was always, is he going to finish at the rim or not? Are they going to be able to defend him without fouling? The rest of those Western Conference finals in this series is going to be, yes, it's a foul. We know that already. Anytime he goes to the rack, it's a foul. I I don't want to watch that jump. No, I I don't either. And and it takes away from the ability of any opposing team actually trying to focus on this person – and shutting him down, right, and let letting the other team members win, because you, you know, we've seen it in in other sports, especially football. Um, you have a running back, or you have a wide receiver. Well, we'll double team the guy, right? Make make somebody else beat us. But when you can't, because they're going to call foul on you anyway, right? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, well, how do you have a game plan for that? Yeah, just just open it up and hope he keeps taking that, and you can hit more threes with weird old Duncan Robinson. Right. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. And uh, Rick, the Tampa Bay Lightning, your Stanley Cup champions, kind of kind of a. I don't root for Tampa Bay, you know, being an Eastern Conference team and uh, us being Penguins fans, but I like kind of a redemption story like that. The whole tie-in, they were even wearing some Virginia Cavaliers T-shirts in the celebration, kind of that redemption thing. It's a hell of a hockey team oh that they really are and you know it's it was all almost anticlimactic true when it come right down to it it was kind of like the lightning aisles to me was was a much more exciting series than the stars i mean the stars just kind of went away in a whimper you know they they that they won the well i think they won game one then they lost game two then they had to they were down 3 nothing in game three, fought back to 3-2. We actually talked about it a little bit. They kind of slowed it down and played that meat and potato type hockey. And we thought, okay, this just may be all right. And then it was just done. Yeah, you know? just too much firepower yeah. in, in Tampa. And that's why I still think I whined about it for three episodes now. Vegas would have been just such a better matchup, you know, horses, horses for courses thing. But, of course, the, the minute I'm still watching – them hoist the Stanley Cup over their heads because they still got to watch that. You know, oh, yeah. Even despite Monday Night Football with the Chiefs game, I was I was over watching that. You and, have to, yeah. And but already lighting up on the tweeters everywhere. Uh, there's an asterisk on this one. Tampa Bay, enjoy your asterisk championship. And I can't for the life of me understand what at all delegitimizes this championship, this Stanley Cup. Right. They say it was a shortened season. No, it wasn't. You know, maybe by a handful of games. That first-round playoff series was short. 
other than that, and you talk about the toughest set of circumstances anybody in any sport, really, whoever wins in the NBA, whoever right. wins in baseball, these circumstances. Why are we in a race to crap on this accomplishment? <clears throat> Who was it? It was um, Theismann in Washington won in the strike-shortened season. Wasn't that correct? Was it the Theismann year or was it the Rippin year? Might have been both. I think the <clears throat> two of the three championships, the, the Washington football either, team won either way, weird um, seasons. Whichever one or both, whatever, you know. Do you think Joe Theismann really looks at it All like – All the players that, don't that, give that's really, that's really not a championship. So, <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And if you're a fan of these teams, you're thinking yeah. about – but, uh, I mean, in the record books, do, do they not have a championship beside Washington? Certainly. Of course they do. But you know. I just don't understand, especially this. That argument is nonsense, no. especially the NBA, the NHL. They played, by and large, if not completely, their full seasons. Then they left their families for three or four months and go through this weird circumstance, and you go through and run the gauntlet that is the NHL playoffs, whether you're traveling back and forth or you're in whatever weird hub city. I don't care. That is right. one hell of an accomplishment. It might be more impressive than an average Stanley Cup run to me. Yeah, I agree. And um, like you said, that's just a great Tampa Bay team. And it wouldn't surprise me that they're deep in them playoffs again next year. Yeah, uh, there's no they're, question. They're deep. I don't know what their contract situations are, but they are deep, and that, that, that's a good hockey the team. The biggest surprise in the West for me was not so much Vegas. was the Blues going out as early as they did. Right, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't get to see the West enough. We, we lament right. this all the time. They don't put any hockey on, and when they do – nationally it's the penguins capitals rangers it's all the i-95 team the penguins aren't on i-95 but they're a glamour team with Sid crosby and they play them you you don't get to see those teams enough i know you know and i'm coming off of this season heading into 20 heading into 2021 you really start as, as a penguin fan you really start to wonder yeah, they're going to have to get in rebuild mode pretty quick. Yeah. The, These guys are starting to get some age on them, and, you know, yes, they're good, but they're not nearly as good as they were a few years ago or as, I don't shouldn't say they should be, but as we would envision them well, with all yeah. this name talent. I mean, I think, what, Malkin's going to be 35? Yeah. yeah they, and, and Crosby, Sid, 34? Yeah. I, I mean, that's – Getting up there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it was worth it for three cup runs, I, I right. guess is what you'll say. But they over and over again, and did it again this year, mortgaged their future. There's no young influx of talent coming into Pittsburgh. You know, they, they hit gold with Gensel right. with, with some of those guys. But you look at the big three and Malkin, Crosby, and Latang. They're older. They're slower. They're not the same. They're a little more injury prone, although Crosby's dealt with a lot, e- even right. under the best of circumstances. And there's just no influx of young talent. So they're forced to go out there shop for veterans, try to find more old guys, find the right formula. That's hard to do. I think that's a lot of times harder to do than build a team. I think that window's closed, but, hell, it was worth it. It really well, was. It was worth it, but but what really made me think of it, if you step back and look at the last few years of the Detroit Red Wings, I mean, the last 10 years, they have been – Horrific. Yeah. If not the worst every single year, they're they're in the top or the bottom three every year. And, and I mean, this is hockey town. I mean, nobody even associates hockey with the Red Wings any longer. No. I mean, they're yeah. horrifying. And I we mean, could be headed that way with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Exactly what I was brought that up. I mean, that reminds me of the whole thing. You know, the aging Red Wings and they haven't been able to build anything since. I mean, you know, you can blame it on ownership or whatever, but we'll see what um, how magical the Pittsburgh ownership can do because in the next couple of years they're going to be facing a similar situation. I do believe in Mario Lemieux, though, and his ability to at least put a good product out there. It won't be – remember those nightmare years before Crosby right. came along, before they really started turning on, just how bad they were. It was kind of cool, though, because you get down to the old Civic Arena – 
buy the cheapest seat in the house and there'd be so few people there the ushers would be begging you to come sit along the glass <laughs> I, I used to go to a lot that's when i was in college i used to go to a lot of games down there because i could walk over there and have you go in there and they'd sell you the f level ticket those are those weird balconies right. on either end that literally literally there was only three or four rows and if you were in the back two rows i couldn't stand up there that's how high <laughs> up against that old ceiling it was but you get down there and they would beg you to come down to the a level please please come down here here's where the cameras are going to be we need everybody here it was pretty awesome here, have a hot dog well, yeah. it, it was amazing what they would nowadays you can't get in a building for less than 250 a pop yeah, it's, I know. it's a whole different ball game i agree I guess we gotta talk football huh you know you and I talked about it last year, and we really haven't mentioned it this year. But I tell you what, I think it it bears being brought up because not only were we wrong, but ninety nine percent of the people, so called experts, were wrong when you know we said Aaron Rodgers and Lafleur are not going to get along. Aaron Rodgers is uncoachable. Um, you know, LaFleur saying he's going to basically rein him in, so to speak, hit the reset button. Hey, that was all deemed ridiculous. Then of course they turned around. They were 13 and three last year. They're a bad 13 and three team. I think I said that. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means, a bad 13 and three, you know, but what that 13 and three team was last year to me was they were just inexperienced with each other. This duo this year, this team looks scary, and they're sharp, they're crisp, and, I mean, they're just chugging right along. Aaron Rodgers, smiling That's on the what gets me. You haven't seen him smile when, when McCarthy was there for years. No. Nah. He's having fun again. He's playing. And let's bear in mind, they hadn't had Devontae Adams yet. Right. Really. I mean, he had him the first game, I think, then he got hurt. So, I mean, this team – and the defense is playing much better. It was almost – I know it wasn't intentional. Maybe it was. Almost a stroke of genius, right? This was the year you got the offensive mind. You had what started off as an icy relationship starting to cool between Rodgers and LaFleur. You know, they kind of had all their needs met coming off a 13-3 and year, an offensive weapon, a wide receiver, rich draft class – and then the Green Bay Packers draft the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers. Right. Boy, that just sort of lined up. You almost – because that this motivated him. You could see it. He looks like a different guy even than he did last year. Even in leading his team to 13-3, and three, I still stand behind. He looked uninspired last year. He really did. He looked unhappy. I don't know if this is some type of revenge tour, but then, yeah, him and LaFleur are yucking it up and high-fiving and double gunpointing at each other on the sideline. I don't know how this all came together. I don't know if Aaron just likes this offense and got over the fact that – did you see what they were showing on the game on Monday? What are you referring to? He – they showed a graphic of how many passes were caught from – Drew Brees from Peyton Manning, what blah 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 by first round NFL picks. Right. And Aaron Rodgers was one. One. It was one catch by Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. It's just un- and they refuse still to get the man any help. And he's out here doing what he's doing. Right. I don't know how he's doing it. Clearly Alan Lazard's better than we think he is, I guess. The running game's great. The offensive line's playing well, but this is all Aaron Rodgers. He's doing it angry. He's doing it with a chip on his shoulder and somehow having fun too. The, the, this is scary. This is downright yeah. scary. And and it looks that Devontae Adams may play this week. If not, I'm sure he's going to be back next week. If he comes back full strength, tell you what, they're looking good. And the way San Francisco's banged up, Seattle's playing well, but they give up a ton of yardage. Dallas is Dallas. Yes. You I know, still Phil- can't Philadelphia's that. bad. Chicago, good team, but they're not, I don't think, in that realm. And who else? I mean, you have the Saints, who certainly are vulnerable. The Falcons couldn't stop anybody if they had a tank. And that's basically it. I mean, The only I don't team that's looked better is Seattle, but Seattle doesn't play a lick of defense. Green right. Bay doesn't play much, but Seattle plays zero defense. Right. Which sounds odd to say, right? <laughs> the, the Seattle yeah, almost no. alien, yeah. 
But yeah. and, and they've been forcing turnovers. Right. But they have been giving up yards in by the gobs. Oh, it's and crazy. You you just can't do that. You keep doing that against Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott, even a Drew Brees, Matt Ryan. You're gonna lose some football yeah, games. Eventually, you're not gonna be right. able to outscore. As great as he as he has been, and as great as I believe he'll continue to be, you can't count on Russell Wilson throwing four and five touchdowns every, every single game. week. It's just not gonna happen. Eventually, that's gonna dry right. up and my fear if I'm a Seattle fan will be it's going to be in the playoffs right how many teams these great offensive teams we see get rolling have one bad offensive day how many of those Colt teams with Peyton Manning he has one bad game all year and it's in the divisional round of the playoffs against New England yeah and they can't move the <laughs> yeah. ball and that's what I worry about if I'm Seattle so yeah no doubt about that so, so you brought up the Eagles Rick this is the <laughs> one I'm most passionate about. I'm sorry I brought them up, quite frankly. First of all, they just stink. And I, I've been saying for a year and now heading in after three games, Carson Wentz ain't it. I ain't buying it. I don't know why. If it's just because he plays along, you know, on the East Coast, I, I don't know why. All the networks, everybody wants to hype this kid up. He's a nice little quarterback. He ain't it. He ain't that guy. Start off, they're bad. You're did a tough game against a bad Cincinnati team, but here we are. Fourth down, <laughs> midfield, time running out in OT, the punt. If Is that wasn't the you most, if that wasn't the most spineless, gutless exhibition of coaching <laughs> that I've ever seen. They literally took a five-yard penalty so they would have punting room instead of letting Jake Elliott go after a 55-yarder, who he has a leg to do. But you have no confidence that you could stop the Cincinnati Bengals in case he did miss it? That is pathetic. And and I don't don't think it was an intentional – an intentional false start is the way I saw it. No, it it wasn't intentional, I guess. But I don't think I it let sure him. was awful convenient, wasn't it? But, but with the time that was left on the clock, what I don't understand is why don't you just go in Hail Mary mode? Because then, you know, Hail Mary is going to take eight or nine seconds. And then even if it doesn't work, the chances are it's not going to. You bring Cincinnati out. They only got time for one play, one Hail Mary, too. You know, I've, I've heard know. S- some people trying to make the argument, and I almost got swayed by it, was, well, look, this division is so pathetic. That tie is going to be as good as a win when the winner of this division might finish 7-9. and nine. And I could be swayed by that, but I just keep coming back to this is gutless just gutless. if you're on your own 20 yeah punt all right just preserve the tie you're not gonna score you got a quarterback who's supposedly the greatest thing you know tom brady and peyton manning's love child if you listen to any of the media you know along the east coast he can get the ball 50 yards step back throw up run that hook and ladder that the chargers botch do something take a shot it just it's gutless it's just gutless and And i hate sorry you're not sitting there with with a rubber leg kicker, Jake Elliott's got a leg. Well, you're not going to let him kick a 65 yarder. Well, then. not, but it was 55 at first. Well, but then they took the dumb the penalty. Start. Well, yeah, yeah but it, uh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I that just... can't happen. First of all, that's an undisciplined team. They, they've had yeah. that happen over and over and over again. And look, maybe if I'm playing the Chiefs, and I know I don't get this first down, I miss this field goal, I don't get this first down. Pat Mahomes, I'm sorry, Patrick, Pat's mom, yeah. she, she, she yes, don't like we don't that. Want so to Patrick get... Mahomes, I don't want uh, Mrs. Mahomes coming after me here. But he's going to take, give him that one play. He's going to score. He's going to find a way to get in field goal range with a second left on the clock. Maybe you could justify it. It's the Cincinnati Bengals with a rookie quarterback, as good as he's been. It's the Bengals with a rookie quarterback. You got to take a shot there. You got to. I know. I I agree. It just it was just terrible. Just put. You know, we don't get to play this very often. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that, that's just pathetic. <laughs> it really. It is. really was. All right, Rick. The Titans got the Rona game. Yeah, I I know, and I'm I'm just. I don't know. I don't know how we got this far before it happened, actually. I still – and it's still only three players that we know of. Now, four. Was there a fourth this morning, I think? I, I well, can't what does it? What's going on postponing it two days? That's – what it tells me, I think, 
is they intend just to quarantine those that are sick and are trying to buy another day or two for testing. I don't know what their protocol calls are, how far out they have to test, have tested negative. That That's what I don't know. Or when the positives, you know, there's so much spinning around misinformation about this whole virus and all the testing, forget the NFL, right. just in general. So I don't know what that means. So what it does tell me is one way or the other, by hook or by crook, unless something crazy happens, the NFL fully intends to play this football game this week. Oh, no no doubt about that. And, you know, it goes back to preseason. Well, you know, lack of preseason. But in training camp, when they had 80 positive tests and none of them were a true positive. Yeah. it, It makes you wonder about that. These guys are getting tested every day. And, and it makes, you know, I really, unless they're going out to bars and stuff at night, where are they getting this stuff? Well, that, that's what I wonder. And this is actually something that annoyed me. Again, I got to stay off Twitter, but I spent a lot of time in the bathroom, and that's what I do. That's where I catch up with my correspondence, as we all know. First word out of everybody is, Titans should just have to forfeit. It's not fair to the Steelers. The Titans were irresponsible, and they should have to pay for it. But, what? How many millions of people have been infected with right. this thing? And you're just saying they're all irresponsible? Yeah, it's a freaking virus. First <laughs> yeah. of all, you know, let's quit pretending. I like, guess all those hundreds of you know those tens of millions that died back in what was it, 1918? Right, flu. It must have been their fault. They weren't. Uh, they were getting up, going to work, being around other people, and spreading it. It was just irresponsible, I guess. See, this is the problem, and I, I don't want to get too down, far down this road because this fires. This is like talking politics now, but this is the truth. We have kind of taken this thing to the point where we are so narcissistic as a country, as a world, with, as we put our Fauci's and all our experts out there. These dumbasses truly believe we can control an airborne virus. And so if anybody shows up sick from this airborne virus, they clearly had to have done something wrong. Right. That's nonsense. Again, airborne virus. As I look around, I can't see it, but I'm relatively certain there's air everywhere. And there's viruses in that air. How it gets in there, these guys aren't in a bubble. You look, the NHL, the NBA, while they haven't had any positives, that makes sense, right? You literally lock them up together. At the beginning, when nobody that makes it, these people are out in the world. Their wives could have brought it home. Their kids could have brought it home. They anything could have happened. And it's also interesting on on the same line of conversation, reading about how a lot of the people in the eastern part of the country are suffering from allergy symptoms in the fall that they normally don't have no kidding hence why because nobody was outside from march no no you know you know what a lot of the 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 story was was the the smoke and smog from the forest fires out west okay bringing a lot of these particles and so forth way out there right of course that smoke and everything gets way up in the atmosphere travels the jet stream and is coming in the people that live over here aren't used to some of the pollens and so forth True. out there exhibiting some allergy symptoms. I actually felt it myself before, actually before I read that, and you know it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. So I mean, why couldn't this virus be all over the place as well? Well, it is, and that, and you know what? Maybe we will find out. Two of the three guys who got infected went to a strip club or something. I don't know. But, again, they're 20-year-old millionaires, so I don't fault, you know. But but I I hate that. The one that drove me nuts, and I meant to screenshot it and call him out by name. I want that to be a thing we do in the show. But I didn't do it, and I wasn't able to find it again before the show. One of the first three or four responses when this story first came out was, you know, and this demonstrates the importance of, of the players when they're not playing in the coaching staff and everybody involved, they have to be wearing masks and we need to eliminate the handshake at the end of the game. They put the Minnesota Vikings and just all this whining and carry on. Who why do we think we why are? Why can't you shake hands? I mean, you just spent 60 minutes <laughs> slobbering on everyone on each other and now you can't say good game and shake their hands. You're going in and take a shower yeah. anyway. I mean, but this this is the point. 
people right. have themselves convinced, you know, be it through politicians or doctors, whoever it is, have themselves convinced this is something that can be controlled. And if you think that, you're an a-hole. You can slow it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that. Maybe you can slow it down. Maybe you can mitigate it for a time. You can't stop this and quit pretending like you can and vilifying some kid who shows up and play an NFL game. Yeah, clearly he was irresponsible. You don't know that. Shut I up. I know one thing you can stop, though. Talking? No, I can't No, do that. You, you can stop somebody from getting a job. I mean, you look at the Houston Texans, 0-3. They basically have a help-wanted sign on the door <laughs> of the defense, and they still don't want Earl Thomas. No, no. <laughs> what does that tell you? Well, it tells you what we <laughs> talked about a few yeah, weeks ago when yep. the Ravens cut them. You can be an a-hole when you're 25. You can't be an a-hole when you're 30. <laughs> and it's just no. – what- what he did, in, honestly, in as player-friendly an environment as Baltimore is, if they run you out of town, I can't believe anybody's even bringing him talking to him. I don't care how bad my defense is. That's all I need to know. I don't even need to talk to him. Right. I I, I agree with you. Um, one more thing I want to cover um, before we hit uh, our predictions, which was a tough week last week. But for you, you I crushed you again. Yeah, we've already covered that. Um Rushed you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, a little peek under the cover. What you won by one game straight, and well, I won by a game against the line. Shady so. Briggs math yeah. that anybody who's listened to us for any period of time knows. There's a lot trusted. of people upset, including Pete Carroll, over Tristan Hill's alligator roll on Chris Carson's leg, and I don't blame him. I, you know. I was very surprised watching that game how they were, and I can't remember the guy the the 99 that actually fell on the pile, you know, they say, oh, you know, it was inadvertent fall. And I'm sitting here thinking, why are you talking about how this guy riffed on that knee rolling over? And they're just talking about this guy that stumbled onto the pile. He didn't do anything. It was that, uh, you know, Tristan Hill, basically what they, you know, call the alligator roll. He had him up under the knee. And I mean, he, you could see him violently rolling over and he did what he – I don't care. Yeah, it was malicious and it was intentional and he sprained his knee. Yeah, yeah. That's just, I, I remember I was seeing it live and you, you don't notice it during the play, but on the replay, even before they right. kind of started talking about it, thinking, boy, that looked just dirty. It just, was. And, and look, I – I guess I have some romanticism for the, you know, the videos and probably you, you watch these games live back in the seventies and kind of the dirty stuff. And, you know, they still talk about to this day, what goes on in the bottom of a fumble pile. And I got no problem, you know, you know, bopping a guy in the, in the chestnuts or some of that craziness going on or twisting on a face mask. But you're talking about the, Filthy, out in the middle of everybody, just filthy, yeah. dirty, just, yeah, I, that, that's, and the problem is, you, we talk about the player safety, right? We have so many penalties built in, and stiff penalties in terms of, not only within the game, but fines and ejections right. and suspensions. A lot of times, these are, while the, they still have to do these things to legislate this stuff out of the game, are, by and large, unintentional. This is just an intentional act trying to inflict Injury yeah. on somebody. How he many, ought to be out for weeks. He how many 15-yard p- personal fouls have we seen when you have a 300-pound man coming full steam, a tackle gives him a shoulder, not a solid blow, but knocks him off balance. His hand comes across, swipes a quarterback's helmet. Oh, Inadvertent. Yeah. Boy, the, the laundry comes out. Wait. You're right. I mean, yeah, Tristan Hill should be out. Now, that would be hard to defend officials, which I don't often do. That would be hard to kind of process and adjudicate on the field. But when the league office sees that and that video comes over, he's done. I think he might be done for the year. He's he's out. He's got to go. And and you're right. It could have slipped by as a penalty. But when you have people watching film and looking at these plays and then – it becomes public knowledge, right? And they are actually, you know, justifying them looking at it and replaying this. Yes, the NFL should have a judgment, and it should be harsh on that. If if you're going to call penalties for an inadvertent helmet hit because the natural thing to do to two players is put your head down and they collide, and they throw flags on that, 
you can certainly throw a flag for a malicious, dirty play, even if it's seen after the fact. Right, yeah. Or, again, if it's not caught in the game, there's got to be a suspension. Because I'll tell you this, it's coming back to him the next, how many games they have left, 13 games. He better watch his knees. And all those guys are going to get penalized and fined and suspended for doing it to him. But they'll and still the, get him. Yeah, and the Seahawks ought to be paying those fines for him because that, that was just filthy. Just it was. No, no place for it at all. I agree. All right, Rick. Well, after I just pummeled you again, <laughs> yeah. just you're embarrassing. You want to wave the white flag now, and then we'll just pick them for fun. Why would I wave the white flag when we're even? Because I'm just crushing uh, you week in, week out. You're embarrassing yourself. We're and I hate even. to see it happen. I, yeah, that's that fuzzy Briggs <laughs> that, that's, that's beside the point that we're even, that's right? Fuzzy Briggs math. <laughs> you are fake news. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. President. All right, Rick. Let's pick some games here. Starting with... It's <laughs> not quite yet. We Kid, still got kids' gloves are off now. Yeah, pal. We I'm done do toying with you. All right. right. So, so since we're cursing the Thursday night football game, oh. Vegas clearly feels the same way we do. Vegas says, "I don't give a shit." It's the Broncos <laughs> and at the Jets. This game is even. <laughs> Vegas didn't even want to bother trying to break this down. And as bad as the Denver Broncos are with. 11, what is it, 11 total guys on injured reserve or, or some astronomical number, five starters. It, it's just absurd the amount of injuries they have. The Jets are that bad. I have Denver 17, the Jets 15. I see nothing in the Jets' future that looks like they could beat anyone. No, and they shouldn't win, and the Broncos are starting something called Brett Rippon, whose claim to fame as being Mark Rippon's nephew is That's really all about all he's got going for him. So the Broncos are the clear choice, but. Oh, the upset special. But I, I, I don't even feel right calling Should it. Should I? No, I don't feel right calling this an upset huh? special. All right, go ahead. You can hit it. All right. Here's the deal. The Jets, bad as they are, aren't going to go 0-16. It's happened, what, twice in the 16-game format, if it's even been twice, or maybe it was only Detroit. I don't remember if there's one before that in the 16-game format. I don't know. I don't think so. All all indication seems to be if, if that idiot, idiot Gase loses this game with the kind of quasi-bye week, you know, having the extra few days, he's going to be fired. It's just all setting up. It's got to be misery for the Jets ever since Joe Namath retired. This thing's just setting up where Gase is going to find a way to win this thing so you can't justify firing them and they're stuck with this clown shoes for the rest of the year. So I don't know how it happens. Maybe Brett Rippon's really pathetically awful. (laughs) I'm going to take the Jets in my upset special this week. It's going to be a barn burner. Jets 9, Broncos (laughs) 6. All right, Rick, let's get to this. Well, we think definitely not Sunday now, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. Is this fair to the Steelers and or Titans to potentially be playing a game Tuesday and the Titans not being even allowed to practice till Saturday? Yeah, it's fair because, um, you know, it affects both teams equally. I'm thinking about each team then going forward the next week. Well, that's the thing. It's fair as far as – you know, playing Tuesday, but then when they have to turn around and play Sunday again, right? That's that's where the you know the inequity comes. So, I, there, I I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't yeah, know now, what good it does to postpone it two days. But like I said, it's really unfair. I think more than anything to the Titans. And look, I know they're the ones with the outbreaks. So they're going to have to live with that, and this is going to happen to other teams. But honestly, to not be allowed to practice until Saturday, that's a major. That's a major problem for for them. Either way, but so Vegas took it off the board. The most recent line I could find, Rick, is the Steelers laying two in Tennessee. You know, and it's interesting. I mean, that that's a real coward's way out. I had no idea what the line was. I had Pittsburgh 24, Tennessee 22. Oh, the, the pop, ever-popular 22 final <laughs> score. <laughs> the ever-popular two-point push. So I'll tell you what, just for, um, you know, 
to make a definitive decision. I'll make it 24-21 Pittsburgh, and I'll have them win and cover. Yeah, I wish we didn't have all this nonsense for a million reasons. This was going to be an interesting game. It really was. And it is still going to be an interesting game. You know, one of two things can come can happen here. The Titans can kind of rally together. We got the short end of the stick. We didn't even get it to practice. We're going to find a way to win. Or they they struggle, right, for, right. for that very reason. I'm going to lean on the side of lack of game prep. Uh, Titans might be a little better than the Steelers, actually, in my opinion. But the lack of game prep, I was right around that number two, right around the field goal. So I'm going to take the Steelers to win and cover here 27-23. to 23. All right, Rick, the Colts now getting two and a half points in Chicago. Nick Foles' fever is here, and the Bears are home favorites. It's been a long time, I feel like. It should be interesting to see what how long the leash is for Nick Foles, even though you word out he's basically the guy for the rest of the year. I don't think we see Trubisky again, save for injury to Foles. Right, that's the thing. And But I tell you what, Indianapolis, it looks like they're starting to get comfortable. Look, Phillip Rivers isn't even doing all that well, quarterback-wise, I mean, statistically. But they are – stopping teams on defense and they're doing enough on offense to you know rack up some wins i'm going indianapolis 28 chicago 25 so what was the line it was the colts getting so you got the oh, colts yeah. out so, right yep, here. i have them winning in covering yep here's one of these ones where i start to outthink myself a little bit rick i remember back low those many years ago with the nick Foles uh super bowl run with the eagles it was at 35 40 years ago now it feels like or three <laughs> the only philadelphia eagle quarterback to win a super bowl and i can remember into this very microphone rick week in and week out even going into the super bowl saying all right but come on he's nick Foles. that was cute it's over this week it ends. This week it ends. And I feel like I said that 13 times thinking it's got to come true eventually, and it never did. So I'm done doubting Nick Foles. I'm going all Rick Briggs, and I'm going all in on Nick Foles. I honestly think the Colts are a better team, but I'm taking the Bears to winning cover and what I think is going to be an ugly one. I got this at 20-17. to 17. So you're applauding me, and you went the other way. I did, and I'm I'm just so that's all I got to do is stroke your fragile ego, and you'll root against yourself. See? No, I'm not. No, I'm just proud of you for stepping up and realizing that Nick Foles isn't just a Philadelphia quarterback. Well, we're going to we'll find, find out, out this week. You're right. <laughs> all right, Rick. The Jaguars, after that blistering performance last Thursday, getting getting three in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, a home favorite. This was a tough game, and I'm going to have to change my score again because I had no idea what the line was. You want to start looking at these lines before you. I had Cincinnati 27, Jacksonville 24. I kind of liked doing it without the line just because that way it's easier. Okay, well, you know, I don't think they will cover. Let me just make it a point difference. And it's, it's amazing how many times I come up with a push. Um, but I'm going Cincinnati 27, and I'll say Jacksonville. I'm going 25. I'm going Jacksonville to cover with that Ooh, three. A little hedgy poo. Look yeah. at that. You talk about a coward's way out with the old hedgy poo there. Look, Joe Burrow's close, man. Yeah. He's, he's going to be the real deal. As somebody, as a fan of another team in that division, that's a little bit scary. He's he's on a horrific team and is playing really, really well already. He's about due to break through and get that first win. Where better place to do it at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars? As impressed as I am with what Minshew did up until last week, really, yeah, Jacksonville's scary. I think they could beat anybody, and they could get blown out by anybody. They're in that <laughs> yeah. situation, you know what I mean? But I'm going to take Joe Burrow to get his first one here. I'll have the Bengals winning cover 30-26. to 26. All right, Rick, the Browns on the road getting four and a half in Dallas. This was another kind of uh, weird game. I mean, Dallas, the offense, we know they can score. I'm still not convinced that offense or defense can really – stop anybody but on the other side of the coin i'm not convinced baker mayfield's big time guy yet i'm I'm going dallas i think they're just a better team 30 to 23 so i'm gonna have them win and cover yeah it's one thing to beat up to get beat up by baltimore 
It's another thing to beat up on Cincinnati. Kind of the same thing to beat up on Washington. Now you're going on the road and taking on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. There's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. Dallas is all banged up on defense. You can move the ball on Cleveland. So in the end, this comes down to Dak Prescott versus Baker Mayfield. There isn't much more needs to be said beyond that. So I got the Cowboys winning and covering here big 34 to 20. I think the right. I think the uh, Browns just embarrass themselves. All right, Rick, the Saints got to have one two-game losing streak laying four, laying four on the road in Detroit. Did you pick that at four as well? Yeah, I did. You should set Vegas I odds. I actually did. I, 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 I'll tell you what I had. I had Saints 34, Lions 30. I mean, here's a two-game losing streak against a one-game win streak. I think a lot of points are going to be scored. Obviously, that's not no surprise. Matt Stafford has to get it going. Saints have been giving up boatloads of passing yards. I think he gets it done this week, but – Look, the Saints are basically in a must-win mode. I have the Saints 34, Lions 30, but I'll say it's going to be 35-30. I'll have Saints win and cover. Yeah, I'm, Detroit's always a little scary, right, because they can score with anybody. They yeah. can play with anybody and just gag it away at the end. But this is a bad situation. I still think the Saints are a good football team, and – they got to have this one. So I think they go up to Detroit and take care of business. I got him by a touchdown, 37-30. And, uh, as great, and as great as he is, Adrian Peters and ain't no Elvin Kamara no. any longer. So there's a big difference yeah, right there. Yeah, a little bit of an advantage yeah. right there. All right, the Seahawks, six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Miami. Yeah, that is we – saw, we saw Fitzmagic last week look great. But they were playing the pathetic Jacksonville Jaguars, who, like you said, could maybe beat anybody and get blown out by anybody. Um, look, Miami loves playing for with Fitzpatrick. They, they they have fun. He's got some weapons. But I tell you what, Russell Wilson, that Seattle offense, is a dynamo. I got Seattle 35, Miami 27. I think you can score on Seattle. Too too much in Seattle. I, I have them winning and covering. Yeah, I'm not betting against this hot streak Russell Wilson has going until it's over. You, know, I I agree. I think for a half, anyhow, Miami will quit themselves well offensively. For all you fantasy guys out there, I think this is the week Preston Williams breaks out because that secondary is so bad in Seattle. But in the end, it's just way too much Russell Wilson. I got Seattle running away with this thing 41-27. to All right, Rick, the L.A. Chargers getting seven on the road in Tampa. Yeah, I don't uh... – I don't know what to think of the Chargers, um, but I do know what I'm thinking of Tampa. I think they're going to continue to get better. I like Tampa in this game. Even though Godwin's banged up, I'm not sure. I don't think Looking he's like playing. Looking like he's going to be out. I think he's doubtful right yeah, now. Yeah, it looks like it is. I, I think – look, I think they still have enough weapons. Mike Evans is a really good uh, wide receiver. Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. He's smart. He's pretty efficient. I'm going Tampa 34, Chargers 24. Yeah, I mean, Tampa's clearly the better team here. I, I liked what I've seen from Justin Herbert so far. I, I really have. Yeah. I think I think they find a way. They just feel like a. Well, they, they've done this a lot in recent years, and I feel like they're still going to do this under Herbert, where they're just good enough to be in every game, to have a chance to win every game with five minutes to go. So I think Tampa Bay is going to win this thing. If it comes down to just Tampa or Tampa Brady or Tom Brady, as he's otherwise known, <laughs> versus a rookie quarterback and Herbert, obviously the Bucks are going to win this one. But I'm going to hedgy-poo here, and I'm going to give the Chargers the cover. So I'm going to take Bucks 30, Chargers 24. All right, Rick, uh, what has to be an angry Ravens team laying 13 on the road in Washington. Yeah, and that's uh... – that's a lot. That's a huge line in the NFL. And as angry as Baltimore is, I know it's Lamar Jackson. It's clear, you know, he's not in the discussion with Patrick Mahomes. No. <laughs> um, I, I don't care. I, th- I think it's a too big of a line. I have Baltimore winning easily, but I have them 27, Washington 16. Um, I'll, I'll have Washington cover. 
It's nowhere near enough, Rick. Washington just doesn't have enough offense. Now they've got injuries along that defensive line was the only thing that they had going for them that had me picking them to cover week in and week out while still losing. And this is what Lamar Jackson does. He's going to come out. He's going to play with a lead. He's going to look like a dynamo. We'll have to make sure we talk next episode, even though they're going to win this game running away you know, about Lamar Jackson in the future and the playoffs and going up against Pat Mahomes and playing from behind. We didn't get to that today, but but the Ravens are going to be back to what we thought they were going into last week. This is going to be ugly. I got the Ravens 49-19. to 19. <laughs> Wow, okay. Big time. All right, Rick, the Cardinals on the road after getting upset at home, laying three-and-a-half, three-and-a-half point favorites in Carolina. Yeah, and, and I think that that's I, – I think that's about right. I think Arizona's going to win this game. Carolina's had a nice win. They're they're starting to play a, a pretty good, you know, brand of football, even without McCaffrey. So but I think Arizona's a better team. They even though they're going across country, I'm going to give the edge to Arizona 31-24. Yeah, I struggled with this one. I think the Cardinals clearly win this game. But the Panthers have just been game, right? They're, they yeah. look like a Teddy Bridgewater-led team. He's not going to let one get away from them. They might not be as talented, but they're going to be in the game, have a chance to win. So I got the Cardinals winning, winning here, but I think the Panthers and Bridgewater can keep it within a field goal. So I got the Panthers covering. I got the Cardinals 27-24. All right, Rick, this number surprised <laughs> me with everything going on. Two shocking 0-3 teams is the Vikings getting 4.5 in Houston. Yeah, that that's pretty surprising. <clears throat> Excuse me, two zero and three teams is really surprising. And uh, you know, if you're watching on Zingo TV, we're liable to go over with our predictions. So just get on oh. the twelve ounce SoundCloud if you want to, you know, pick up the rest of our predictions and win a bunch of money. I don't know. I mean, this this is both of these teams like. Houston, we know we're they're going to be nine and seven, eight and eight. You look at that murderer's row, the schedule exactly. they had to start the season. And then you have Minnesota. They have weapons. Kirk Cousins can still win ball games. He's not going to take you to the Super Bowl, but he can put up stats. Dalvin Cook looks great. And they blow a big lead. Right. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know what to make of either one of these teams. Therefore, I'm going Houston thirty, Minnesota twenty eight. So I'm going to have Houston win and Minnesota cover. I can't say anything that you didn't say. I viewed this game the same way. I think the Texans win, but four and a half is too much. I got the Texans by a field goal, 29-26. All right, Rick, the, another big line is the Giants get 12 in L.A. taking on the Rams. Don't tell me you picked that thing at 12. No. Oh, the, the way you no. looked at me. <laughs> See, to me, 12 for the Giants is far less or, or far – Less adequate than the 13 for Washington. I, I have the Rams 33, Giants 16. I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm going to stick with what I wrote down. I don't even have any analysis for this. It and I don't so, know how they're going to get 16. Yeah, it was so stupid. I've got the Rams 31-23, which would be a Giants wow. cover. So right. I, I must have been drinking when I predicted these. But we'll just go with that, Rick. All right, this, this is interesting. The Patriots getting seven in Kansas City. And I don't think it's enough. I'm going Kansas City 34, New England 24. I think they are that good. Do I think they're going to be 16-0? and 0? No. Somewhere along the line, they're going to stumble. But I think it's going to be against somebody maybe you're not really ready for, yeah. a Raiders. Um, I don't know, Colt somewhere. You know, I don't even know what the schedule is, but something like that. I I, I think Kansas City is rolling right now. I'm going to have them win and cover. Yeah, I just uh... – you'll 14 times you'll get this right if you just predict it so that's I'm just gonna go yeah I got the Chiefs here 33-24 I think it could be interesting for a while but just I don't see Cam Newton as well as he's playing keeping up with Pat Patrick I'm sorry Mrs. Mahomes Patrick Mahomes right now all right Rick the Bills three-point favorites on the road in Vegas yeah and what can you say about Buffalo that this vaunted Bill defense looks terrible um, what, 28-3, and then they ended up falling behind only to come back and, and barely pull out a win. Uh, 
You know, I actually had this. Uh, of course, you push. did. So I'm, I'm going to have Buffalo win and cover instead of thirty twenty seven. I'm going to have Buffalo thirty one Raiders twenty seven. Yeah, I don't know how long this can last offensively, but I'm going to ride it while it's hot. Yeah. I'm going to ride it to the bitter end. I got the Bills here twenty six twenty. We got two minutes. We can get one, these. One both thing in. I am concerned about is John Brown was pulled out last week with that calf, and it doesn't look like he's going to be playing this week. Could be a blow to the Buffalo offense. All right. The first bum Sunday night game of the year is the Eagles getting seven in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make it. San Francisco is just banged up beyond belief. Philadelphia is terrible. San Francisco 24, Philadelphia 20. I think the Eagles aren't going to go over. I, I just got a weird feeling with no, the Giants. No, but don't play the Giants nine. and Redskins. Yeah, and I, I got the Eagles actually pulling this one out 24 23. And Monday night football, 30 seconds. Rick, the Falcons getting seven and a half in Lambeau. Well, Atlanta will be ahead 30 to 14 <laughs> with three minutes to go. Aaron Rodgers will come back. Green Bay 34, Atlanta 30. Yeah, I think, yeah. Falcons will cover this game because they'll have a big lead in the fourth quarter, but in the end, Aaron Rodgers wins it 39-36. It's going to be a wild one. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. Alejandro, sober up. We wouldn't mind having you back in the studio at some point. Check out everything at 120Z Sports, at Asylum Football on Twitter. It's just sports123 at Gmail and AsylumFantasySports.com. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care.